Sport Podcast. Sports Edge Paul is here. Kev Carter over Skype. Good afternoon, Mr. Carter. How's it going, sir? It's going. Hey, you're here, you're surviving, you're alive, right? I had to go back to work this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, how was yeah. that, man? Returning back to work after being on vacay yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> hey. Those are not fun coming back from a long vacation like that, man. I I can uh, I can attest to that. Uh, that is definitely like not a fun time. You didn't have to do anything except what you wanted to go and do, and then get going. Especially after the weekend, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was t- caught back up to me Sunday, as you can attest. Like mm-hmm. I all of a sudden just got tired. No, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, I just want to say you held down on the uh, smoker, man. The ribs was good. Guys, the listeners, Kevin got this nice uh, smoker at his at his house, and he uh, cut some ribs and chicken. Chicken was very good. Um, ribs was fantastic. So it, it, he, 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 held, he held it down. He held it down. I'm not gonna do a competition and say who's better, but I, I can say Kevin hold his own. And my sausage was better, so. I mean, your mom, your mom said she liked the the sausage in the house, so mom, mom's win. My mom, my mom don't count. Hey. She likes shit, so uh, she likes, she eats well done steak, burnt hot dogs, burnt sausage. She don't count. Hey. Like yeah. nobody goes to the fair when they eat sausage and want a burnt sausage. They Mama's go to up. the fair and eat a sausage like you got from what? So Mama's Mama always saying, right, Kev. Mama's always Mama, right, Kev. Mama's wrong. Nah. This is it, man. Sanders. I'm like Colonel Sanders from the water boy with this one. Mama's wrong. <laughs> oh, this guy right here. No, they both are good sausages, but like I said, Kevin did his thing for the uh for the Gate Alabama game, held it down, and it was some dang good food. So, nonetheless, thank you, Chef, um, oh, for some good yeah, food well, and some good vibes, man. Some good vibes. Definitely some good vibes, man. <laughs> easy. At least it was seasoned. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't have to worry about with your family because y'all family do seasoned food. I, as listeners and testing to the podcast, I went to his family for Easter quite a bit. And his whole family, cousins, aunties, sisters, nieces, nephews, they all can cook. <laughs> I know I'm being over, over exaggerating with sisters and nephews, but no, they, they, they can cook. So I think you did a Easter and a Thanksgiving here. Yes. Um, one time, both of them, you was like, uh, I think one time you called your mom and was like, uh, I don't think I'm coming next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Hey, y'all held it down, man. I, I definitely uh, was like, hmm. I remember the phone call. Your mom called and said, did you eat? And you were like, I, I ate. <laughs> and I, I remember saying, what was it? I think your mom made some kind of cake that was like, I was like, mom, I'm sorry, this is the best cake that I had oh, in a while. Banana split cake? Yes, that that was that was like crack. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was delicious. Banana split cake. For y'all that never had it, it's got a graham cracker bottom, 
and then it's got it like a condensed milk type filling in it that it, it's just sweet and then it's got cool whip like all over it and a layer of bananas and then a layer of more of that condensed milk cream stuff then another layer of whipped cream and then some more bananas and more whipped cream and then cherries and when we say oh lord have mercy it's so good and it, and I'll tell you what it's crazy because you only get one piece because it go that fast yes <laughs> you don't get to, you don't get for certain people in my family you don't get anything yes. people wonder why I was skinny this is why because I got knocked out of the way when I was younger then I realized the older I got I'm faster than they are so I got to the table quickly and got some food and it's funny you mentioned that People that don't know you, like Kevin. Kevin is skinny, and you you want to get that from his family. His family's stockier size, and uh, all his cousins and and everything like that. You know, they they are about my build, and I'm like Kevin. Where do you, where did you come from? <laughs> Kevin's like the only skinny one in his family. Even on the Carter side of the family, everybody's a little bit bigger. Nobody's like big, big, but everybody's a little bit bigger. And then you look at me, and they're like, "What the hell happened to you?" And I'm like, "Oh." It ain't like I don't. <laughs> no, he didn't it ain't eat. Like I, it ain't like I don't eat. It's just I don't know. Yeah, he can eat, man. So, nonetheless, thanks for the vibes, man. Good time. But hey, let's get into it, man. Cause we 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 barbecue for a certain game that day, and let's let's touch bases on that game, man. We we watched the uh, Alabama Florida game. Um, close game. Alabama ended up winning thirty-one to twenty-nine, and. Uh, it just it just seemed very competitive. Uh, as I said, from the first quarter, every every other quarter seemed to be uh, very interesting. They went down basically to the wire, man. So um, the thing was, for the first quarter, it looked like domination for one team. In the other three quarters, it was domination for the other team. Like in the first quarter, Alabama completely was dominating Florida. Exactly. So. And then, sudden something happened in the second quarter and from the second quarter on Florida and I don't care what anybody says and I'm not even being a homer Florida dominated Alabama in every aspect of that football game from the second quarter on Florida physically dominated them they were just it was manhandling I've never I haven't seen an Alabama team get handled like that at the line of scrimmage in a very long time and Florida was handling them on both lines of scrimmage, because Alabama could not run the football, and it was just it. It, it, it was if it wasn't for it, there was two things. If it wasn't for that missed extra point, who knows what would have happened in this game? And if it wasn't for Anthony Richardson not playing at all, if he even plays a few snaps, who knows? Who knows what happens? Because the way Florida was running the football and the way that guy can run, oh man. If he plays 10 snaps, Florida wins that game by 15 points. Florida had more yards. Uh, Florida won the turnover battle. Florida won the first down battle. Florida had a ball possession. And it just doesn't make sense how they lost this game. <laughs> but, like, you can't get that, that the missed extra point and, and the two-point conversion. It all came from the first quarter. Yeah. The reason Florida lost that game was the first quarter. The missed extra point came in the first quarter. Everything happened. In that first quarter, that's I mean, what did was that first quarter. Because from the second quarter on, Florida it was Florida's ball game. 
like it's just this whole game was just you know out Florida. I mean, we already know that you know Florida's been one of the better rushing teams in the country. Two hundred forty-five yards that game compared to Alabama's ninety-one. Uh, I mean, Florida from the jump, man. It, it just it just made you wonder, man. If Anthony Richard, Richardson was healthy. They mm-hmm. got 245 yards on, on the number one team in, in the country. Ten plays was all you needed from him that game, and Florida would have won that game handedly. I, 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 listen, I, I know on the podcast pre, I thought Alabama was going to win by like 10 points, and I thought it was going to be in control. Now, Florida was in control this whole – from quarters two to four. Let me get that correct. Four, two to four, Florida was, was in control. And I just felt like – Man, <laughs> just the error, the 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 margin of error is just that small against this team, Alabama, they can play against. But um, does this speak to how well Florida is, better than what we thought, Kev, or is this something with Alabama? This comes to speak as Dan Mullen is a better coach than everybody thinks he is, than 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 he gets credit for. This man is taking three stars and four stars and two stars in some positions and taking it and turning a team that one year all they want to do is throw the football everywhere to now a team that completely flipped the script and now they're running the ball down people's throat. The game goes to show that Dan Mullen is a dang good coach. And if he was given, if he went and recruited and some of these five stars that go to Alabama and some of these other places would come to Florida, he'd be wiping the floor with people because he's doing what he's doing with lesser talent than a lot of the schools that he's going up against. So really, in my mind, it's, it, these games goes to show that Dan Mullen is a damn good coach that doesn't need to take the crit- some of the criticism that people does give him. Because in my mind, he's, he's, he's one of the best coaches in college football. But it goes to, it, it, Alabama, I still think is Alabama. I don't think they're as good. I don't think Bryce Young is as good as everybody makes him out to be. Everybody was like, oh, he had a three-touchdown game. Okay, yeah, he done it all in one quarter. And then the rest of the game, he was pedestrian. Like, come on, did y'all not watch the whole game? I think I told you this after the game when they were talking to him, making it seem like he was God's gift when he was outplayed for three quarters. And I'm like, come on, man. It, it, but that just goes to show that the stigma of Alabama, that everybody always gives them this big-time credit. But I just, I think a big thing from coming out of that game was how good of a coach Dan Mullen is. And if kids and recruits and guys are watching these football games that Florida's playing and Florida's continuously showing how good they can be, that they may swing some of that talent and get some of that talent and close the gap talent-wise. Because coaching-wise, I think the gaps are closed. Because yeah. I think he's that. Oh, yeah, I agree. I Listen, so he I... Just, he just gets the good players. We don't know how good of a coach Nick Saban is because he gets all of the, He's a great recruiter, and he's at a school that gets all these five-star players. If he, he was trying to win these games with three and four stars, wouldn't he be that good of a coach? Mm-hmm. But he does surround himself with a ton of talent as far as coaching-wise goes. Ex-NFL guys are coaching offensive linemen. Ex-NFL head coaches are coaching their offensive linemen, their wideouts. So, it, it, 
I don't know, man. I just I just think Dan's Dan's a better coach than a lot of people giving credit for him. Games like this show it how. Plus, I think, and another thing I got from the game is Florida has found their identity as far as their offense goes now. And we were talking about this on Saturday, too. I said, this is what it's going to be from here on out. They're going to be, we're going to pound the ball down your throat because we're more physical and and, and they actually can show a little bit of balance if Emory doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, he had the one, one throw where everybody goes, God, what are you doing? But he seemed more relaxed and more in control that whole game than he has in the two starts prior to this. And it's funny. He showed more poise and more control in the game against that high of a quality opponent than he did against the two lower opponents. And they just want to make a question. Did he just play up to the competition or play down to the competition? You don't know. Um, But I personally want to, at least for now, I I want to owe – Emory Jones, an apology. I like us, me, and many other Florida faithful had criticized this guy, and um, he did his thing in this game uh, against Alabama. And I'm hoping that we see this going forward uh, with him playing like that. Uh, it would make him that much more dangerous. It would make him that much potent to our offense, um, where he can be able to be a spot. And he he picking spots around the ball, and that's all we ask. Uh, the one one play where he did a two point conversion, we held onto the ball too long. We just I didn't like that, but for the most part, I think. Oh, you hope he figure it out. Yeah, that that play was sniffed from the get go. Though I don't think yeah. even if he hands the ball off, they're not getting it. Even if he keeps it and he tries to run right behind them, they're not getting it. They sniffed that play out. That play should have been ran to the outside. They should have collapsed the guy, and they should have left the running back, let him go in the middle, and then Emory come around the corner. And then if mm-hmm. Emory comes around, he's got it. But they they sniffed that play out because everybody collapsed straight into the middle as soon as they as soon as they hiked the ball and he made that one move as soon as he made that one move everybody went right in the middle even yeah. the outside guy went crashing in that was one of the plays that should have been designed to go to the outside for but sure that's neither here nor there guy makes an extra point we don't got to worry about this crap yep we're going exactly. to the running the ball and the way we were running the ball in overtime we uh, I don't know we could have won. We like our chances. Yeah, I hear you. We, we like our chances. I love, love our chances if we get in the overtime. Yeah, no doubt. And the defense, the defense and the thing, and the defense found after after the twenty one points got scored on them fast. After that, they found they found their stride. They mm-hmm. found their assignment. They found their tackling lanes. God knows Alabama was given a ton of freebies. To where they can go and score their touchdowns, because I think on their touchdowns, every one of them was, or a couple, at least a couple of them, were helped by phantom pass interferences. So I'm like, <laughs> man, you pass interference, and both of them were on third down as well. Right. And you don't call that pass interference. They got a punt. Florida, Florida gets the ball back, and they're running the ball down their throat. So it, it's just it, there was a lot of things that went. That went against Florida's way, but uh, I think Florida played a hell of a ball game. I think Florida's a lot better than the majority of the teams that are in the top ten right now. And I'm not saying it as a homer thing. I'm saying it as uh, I just watched a whole bunch of football, and not many teams have looked better than Florida. Yeah, so let's go with this. You can't tell me right now Clemson looked better than Florida. You can't tell me right now Notre Dame has looked better than Florida. You can't tell me that a lot of these teams have looked better than Florida. So let's go over this uh, top 
top 10 and, and see where Florida's ranked at because uh, they didn't change. Florida, we, we, most of us projected Florida would make a jump even though they lost a close game, but I guess the AP writer saw it differently. But um, ranked number one, Alabama. Two is Georgia. Three is Oregon. Four is Oklahoma. Five is Iowa. Six is Penn State. And they no. was 10. So they end up making a jump over Auburn. And they made a jump from 10 to 6. Texas A.M. is 7. Cincinnati is 8. Clemson is 9. Ohio State is 10. And Florida remain at 11. So if Penn State okay. can make a jump being Auburn, why can't Florida make a jump making it a competitive game against Auburn or Alabama? Here's what we'll do. Everybody that's ahead of Florida, list them again. Alabama. Alabama, slightly better than Florida. Georgia. Slightly better than Florida. Oregon. Very slightly better. Not better than Florida. Oklahoma. Not better than Florida. Iowa. Uh, similar to Florida. They're right there together. Mm-hmm. Penn State. Not better than Florida. Texas A&M. Not better than Florida. Cincinnati? Not better than Florida. In Clemson. no way is Cincinnati better than Florida. And Clemson's not better than Florida. And then Ohio State? Not better than Florida. Florida should have made a jump in the polls. I don't, I don't care if it's just we stood 11. I, just, I don't think we should have stood the same. They at least could have got, at least get us to like 9 or 8, that spot. We should have been 9 or 8. Eight or nine, somewhere in that area. But I can tell you this right now: it all comes down to the same ball game that it always comes down to. Yeah. Georgia. That it's game always. is going to one who's going to Atlanta, and two who's going to actually get that. Okay, now we're going to treat them like we should be treated. Because right now Georgia's getting all the love. Mm-hmm. Georgia's getting love because their defense is so great. I remember one time Georgia came into Jacksonville with a phenomenal defense, ranked number five in the country, playing a Florida team that only won four games that last that year, and Georgia was one of them because they ran the ball right down their throat. So <laughs> Georgia, they're going to run the ball right at you again, and they're going to be at full health, and they got a lot better coaching. So that's going to be that's that's the ball game right there. Can you imagine? You got a litmus test of what Florida is going to be like the rest of the year. And can you now imagine? Now that you know that control, run the ball down your throat, you mm-hmm. better worry. Can Can you imagine a well-seasoned Anthony Richardson that now gets it a little bit more game experience? Look here. Look here. Everybody wants to, like, we're, we're, look, I love Anthony. I think he's going to be great. I think we they give him a few plays here and there. Everybody's trying to throw Anthony in there this year. It's not going to happen because it's like I told you. Dan wants that guy with that veteran presence, even though he's only started a few, three games, but he's still a veteran. He's still been around the offense a lot more. Dan's going to go with Emory for the rest of the year. You're going to see Anthony get those 10, 15 plays a ball game. You're going to see it, but we can't get overexcited. Now, next year, Next year, Florida's going to – Florida, again, will look completely different than they did this year because Anthony will have a year in the system, and then he'll be ready. And then we may get a year or two of Anthony before he goes pro. 
But let's not jump the gun on the Anthony Richardson thing. Oh, trust me, I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just saying, just him season ten plays. I'm I'm not still calling for Anthony Richardson to start. I'm not still calling him to do that. I know a lot of Florida fans are still trying to do that. I'm not, and I and I, that's why I said I just I'm just what I'm paying. I'm paying the picture as when we get to Georgia, and we get a healthy Anthony Richardson, and we get a couple of series with him in there. Not by any means that I'm trying to simulate that this guy is gonna go for a starting job. That's why I want to make clear. I want to make clear that he 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 if he get a couple of plays in. And he he gets the system, and he's gonna be he's gonna be a heck of a player, it's and a heck be of a threat. Similar to what he got with him against Alabama, if he would have played. Oh yeah, yeah, if correct, he yeah. If he would have played some against Alabama, we're winning that ball game. Oh Just yeah. Basis, what he does, and what Alabama couldn't stop. Alabama oh, yeah. couldn't. So imagine him doing it because he does it to a up degree that Emory was doing. Emory's mm-hmm. longest run, I think, was 20-something yards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Richardson got that same lane. It's an 80-yard touchdown run. I agree, yeah. 80-yard touchdown run. That's what people were saying. I was like, Emory had these lanes. But you're talking about a guy who, if he got those same lanes, we already see what happened. He leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's uh, we are kind of got like the top 10 rankings, everything like that. The Auburn and Penn State game was a fun one to watch too. Even though, like I said, they jumped four, barely being the Auburn team that's ranked in the bottom 25. But somehow they make a jump. Anyways, like I said, no, but like I said, Steve Clifford is, is I said Steve Clifford, Sean Clifford. I don't know why I'm thinking of Magic Hacko, Steve Clifford. Sean Clifford, the quarterback, he's, he's a dog, man. <laughs> he's a dog my bad like I said Sean Clifford the quarterback there um, he, he he's not probably gonna be a first not, yeah. not even one of those top NFL quarterbacks but he's a dog man and he, he led him to a good game there and that was a pretty fun game to watch that environment was crazy um, it was just like I said compared to the Penn State environment Florida environment they, they said People was talking about gonna, those two environments were just loud, man. They couldn't hear each other. <laughs> how you going to have a whiteout and wear blue? Right. I didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should match with your, with your team, man. <laughs> we had a whiteout, but our team's going to wear blue. What the bitches Come on, really? <laughs> nah, so they, they, that boat, Kevin, both of those environments, man, electric. They, they saying that some of the players still had it ringing in their ears from the swamp. And you see yeah. the you see Penn State their their hole with the white out it it was dude college football is back man talk about these environments man and having that that home field advantage is back now. People always ask me, and I told you this Sunday. People people always ask me, why do you like college football more than you like pro football? And I said, one, my pro football team sucks, so that's that, that's one. Number two, all you had to do was watch Saturday. The reason why I enjoy it more than I do Sundays. It's not that the football is better. It's that everything that surrounds it is better. Like, you go to a game on Sunday, I'm bored. Like, there was at times on Sunday where I'm like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why am I even here? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. There's no pageantry. There's no circumstance. Uh, Tailgate definitely ain't better. Uh, It's just Sunday. 
Sunday's the more uppity cousin of Saturday. Saturday is your more fun cousin. If you want to put it that way. Sunday is the cousin you'd rather, or Saturday is the cousin you would rather go out with. If you want to get drunk, go float on a river, get in a raft, ride a jet ski, and try to do stupid crap. That's nice Saturday. Nice analogy, bud. More <laughs> sophisticated. Let's go do brunch. Let's go drive around wherever Ponte Vedra. For y'all those that don't know what Ponte Vedra is, it's our uppity place in Jacksonville. Let's go to Ponte Vedra and go and have brunch and sip on some mimosas. That's what Sunday is. I'd rather go with Saturday. Because <laughs> just how I am. And I'm from the South. From the South, college football is your king. It's just a matter of fact that down South, college football is king. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Gotcha. We care, we care more about our college football than we do on Sundays. And I care about Sundays, too. Mm-hmm. I care too much about Sundays so now the fact that I'm not even going down there on Sundays because I'm just tired of it. But I, I like Sunday. It's just Saturday. Like if you watch those games on Saturday, man, the crowd, you can you can just you can feel it through the TV that these crowds are into it and and, and what it means to these guys. And look, people people that are going on Saturdays went to these places. You've put money into these places. You've donated money to get these kids' facilities. You've donated money. Now you donated money to these kids to buy their T-shirts to help them out to get them money. You've invested in that logo. The logo is on Sunday. or Yeah, the logo is on Sunday. You don't get to invest in them unless you're from Green Bay. Green Bay is the only people that can invest in their team literally and own a stake in it. We have no, we, we, we don't, we, all we do it is donating to billionaires on Saturday, on Sunday. Saturdays, you feel like you're a part. You know what I mean? I know it's, it's cliche and everything like that, but Saturday, you feel like that you're a part of that. You don't feel like you're a part of that team on Sundays. You feel like you're a part of that team on Saturday mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's your school. It's where you went. It's where you spent money towards. It's where you've donated money towards. It's where you've put in time in this place. And it just feels more, you, you feel more connected to a place on that in college football. And that's just where, that's just where you see the pride and the passion and everything like that come from these fans. And I tell anybody, I say, if you ever want to see the big gigantic difference I was like, go to a pro game, see what it's like around there. I said, then take a trip to Jacksonville around the end of October and come see that atmosphere compared to any other atmosphere that you've ever been to and see which one you want to be a part of the most. Because if you come to a Georgia game and you're outside the stadium before that game, nothing compares to it. It's insane. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, let's 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 finish this up a little bit, and we'll touch bases on some uh, NFL games. But just to finish this up here, just give y'all some 
the scores of the game and just kind of like quick thoughts of them as well. Uh, we look at Oklahoma struggle to beat Nebraska 23 to 16. Um, Oregon end up beating the dog crap out of uh, Stony Brook 48 to, four, to 7. Um, Clemson was in a dog fight with Georgia Tech uh, 14 to 8. And then Tessna Amen blew out New Mexico 34 to 0. Um, we already gave you the Auburn Penn State game. Notre Dame ended up being Purdue twenty seven to thirteen. Uh, number U- UCLA number thirteen lost to Fresno State. Uh, going to some of these BYU ended up being Arizona State. Both of these teams were ranked. BYU is the lower of the of the uh, two teams. Miami was uh, well. <laughs> Miami lost to Michigan Miami State. <laughs> Miami, Miami was so hard picking that Florida State fan. They forget about their own team. Miami um, sucks, and Florida State sucks. Yeah, so I mean, Florida State, Wake Forest, that was Wake 35-14, and that was just some of the games that we got here that we just kind of were quick hitters there. So uh, let's go to the NFL. Played, played the two better teams in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're lying, man. So, um, go to the NFL. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kevin Do don't want to really? talk about the game. Kevin don't want to talk about the uh, game we just went to, but um, really, they suck. I, 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 I personally think, and I told Kevin this, they, they didn't do that bad. I they mean, suck. <laughs> so. You can sit there and say they didn't do that bad. You haven't sat through 18 straight games of losing in a league that is supposed to have parity. We have lost 18 games in a row. So I don't even want to hear it. And I know it's 17 games, but I'm already counting this Sunday as another loss. Because they're playing Arizona. So it's 18 games in a row. But my God, man, the bad part is it don't even look like you're trying to get better. What was it you uh, said about Trevor? He kept trying to do the deep ball? They kept. Why? One, you still haven't tried to establish the run. And two, every single throw he was trying to make was deep. One, we have no guys that can create any separation whatsoever. So you're asking a rookie to try to fit the ball. Yeah, that's just wild, man. Just trying to get it in that slot, and it just didn't work out that way. But yeah, My phone is dying. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get you on the charger, man. Go get your phone on the charger. <laughs> Why I sit here? Why? Huh? Then I have to. I have to still try to record. Like my phone's dying, and then it's saying I have poor connection. I'm like I'm at the same place I'm at every single other time I do this shit. How the hell are you? Well, why you do that? Let me go ahead and talk a little bit about the Broncos. Um, like I said, man, Teddy. Like I'm. I'm not trying to sit here and. What the Broncos doing? They're two and zero, fantastic, great. But let's just admit that their schedule is a little bit softer than what it has been. So I really want—I don't know where they're at. I don't—I don't know where the Broncos are at right now. 
I'm a hybrid two on star. Fantastic. Take advantage of your schedule. They got the Jets next week. Um, so they're possibly going to three, you know. Um, There's a three and right there. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater has been solid. He has not turned over the ball. He's making smart passes. Uh, everything's great on that end. Looks great. Our rookie, Javante Williams, is fun to watch. Uh, the, the, I like the pick in the second round, though. He did had a great year, a great career at North Carolina. Thought he was going to be a great addition. Um, Denver's run to a lot of injuries lately. Jerry Judy's hurt. Um, now we got Bradley Chubb. Uh, with uh, bone spurs in his ankle, um, he couldn't he couldn't finish the game. Hold up, by the way, um, let me by the show, let me let me let me introduce you to Jonathan Isaac. Hey, what do y'all two have in common? You got a fan that root for both of y'all. Y'all both stay injured. Uh, I just wish both of y'all stay healthy because both of y'all just super talented. Seriously, but it's just a shame to see that you know this super talented defensive end linebacker, uh, his hybrid whatever position he's playing right now, because we're making a decision if we're I like Von Miller stay around, but it makes that decision easier if he does has to go elsewhere if he want a bigger contract. So you'll like for Chubb to be healthy and stick around. Um, you just don't know yet. Uh, but the good thing about Pat, he has uh, really got some depth with his team so far. It's just a little bit concerned that we get these injuries early on. Nonetheless, get them on out the way. You're playing in inferior competition, so you're hoping that that will catch up to itself. But Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen. The team we're building. I... Chubb even played that game. He 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 wasn't ready, obviously, to play in that ball game. He shouldn't have played in that game. They should have gave him another week, especially since you were playing a shitty team. You should have just gave him the week off and like, bruh, take it easy. Because to get hurt by to get hurt, especially on the play where you weren't going up against one crappy tackle. Oh man, it, 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 it killed me. I was like, oh, Chubb. And yeah. you're like, who is it? It's Chubb. <laughs> and the, 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 the face, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? But- the thing is, and the thing is now, I understand how you feel watching the Orlando Magic. <laughs> because- you, see, you see, I was trying to be good, man. I, I wasn't trying to be over loud. <laughs> because, like, like it or not, the Orlando Magic are the NBA equivalent of the Jaguars. It's just it, it's how it is. We get we all we both get superstar players. They stay for a little bit. They help us do good. Then what do they want to all of a sudden do? They want to leave. So we yep. send them away, and then we get all these no name no name players. Then we get the number one pick in. Then we get then we get the number one pick in the draft. And, and, oh, yay, we got the number one pick in the draft. Well, hopefully he don't pull Dwight Howard and he's only there for a few years and he leaves after his contract's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of those things to where these teams, even though it's in two separate different sports, they parallel, parallel each other an awful lot. And they're in the oh, same yeah. state. Yeah. Like you said, you dealt with the, you dealt with the fans. <laughs> how you feel because every time you go to a stinking basketball game there's more away fans there than there is pro and there is home fans and it yeah. happens at every jaguar game i go to arizona cardinals don't even have fans and i guarantee you they have more fans or i know they have fans but i know there ain't no that many fans in florida but i guarantee you there have thousands and thousands and thousands of freaking fans at a game than, than jaguar fans 
the other game, it felt like it was, there was more Denver fans there than there were Jacksonville fans. It did feel like that, yeah. I was actually was- shocked. I'm- <laughs> I was shocked, man. I walked in, I'm like, there's a lot of orange here. <laughs> I was the Florida-Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Because one whole side of the stadium was orange and blue. I'm sitting here like, oh, This is wow. ridiculous. No, and it, trust me, it's frustrating, man. The thing I put this on is the management and ownership of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you're trying to do good now by bringing in Urban. We got Trevor, blah, 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 and everything. This shit has been going on. Yeah, for for a minute. And that's been a problem. So uh, I understand where, you, where you're coming from through as a fan. So definitely. Yeah, it's just, everything's bad. You go down there and everything's, like most of the Jaguar fans, the only fun part for them is going to see their friends before the game at a tailgate. Because once you get into the game, you just know it's all it all goes downhill from there. And it's not just that we've been doing it for this year and last year, but ever since Shad Khan is on the team, it's just been year after year after year of crap. And I'm like, I told you, I said, I'm not going to a game no more until they start winning a football game and putting a product on the field that makes me feel like I can pay for it. I'm not going anymore. It's, 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 it's gotten that bad. And I know it's different with you going to magic games and stuff like that, because you're a diehard basketball fan and you want to see every single bit of basketball, you even like going and seeing the away teams because you see guys that you know are never be in a magic uniform. Mm-hmm. But I want to, if I'm going to a football game and I am in, we're in a league that is supposed to be full of parity and we can't even win a ball game against people like Tyrod Taylor and playing quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback. No offense to neither one of them because they're NBA or they're NFL quarterbacks for a reason. Mm-hmm. But my God, man, you you can't even put competence. I I I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not giving hard-earned money anymore to go and watch below mediocre football from the I, team I'm rooting because yeah. every other team is playing very good football. Well, listen, I, I listen. I'm, we suck. Hey, listen, you have the right to be frustrated, man. I mean, you do. But I, the thing that you should be encouraged to do, man, and I, I saw some passes that was from Trevor Lawrence that, you know, that's that's the NFL quarterback, man. He he is an NFL oh, quarterback. And, and once he gets his figure it out, man. Be good once he goes somewhere else. I, I don't – I still I still think – Because I don't – because for some reason this team is not able or capable of putting talent around people. The only time we were able to put talent around people were the good old days. And that's because we lucked in and got a bunch of guys. We got lucky that we drafted Rob Johnson in the second, the third round one year. He played one game through for 300 yards, and the Buffalo Bills were stupid enough to trade us the number nine pick for him. Wow. And then we got that guy, Taylor. We lucked into crap like that. We got Trevor because we sucked. And now, because we sucked so bad, we have nothing to put around Trevor. We had $38 million. The most money to spend in the salary cap 
guess how much money we got going into the salary cap next year? We had 38 or we had 75 this year to spend. Guess how much we got going into next year? $40 million. So you're telling me you've got a rookie quarterback coming in. You had people that could come in and help him, and you didn't even try to sign people. So what? You rolled over $40 million to the next year hoping you're going to find somebody then? You're doing a guy uh, injustice. You didn't dress the offensive line at all. Like, you didn't even look at it. You were like, oh, these guys will be fine. No, they're not fine. They're bad. You drafted guys who I literally, with my own eyeballs, watched get toasted playing quarterback, and you thought he was going to be good enough to play in the NFL against these guys? No. I, I hear frustration in your voice, man. And, but... I, I'm 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 in. I, I hope he stays around for the long haul. We'll see what happens, but we got to team. Back. Even Skype's <laughs> mad. <laughs> oh, and Kevin is snapping right now. He is not a happy fan uh, when it comes to the Jaguars. It's it's bad, man. It's just I I I, right, I I've well, had it. Man. Well, let's let's let's. <laughs> Let's talk about some other games for your blood pressure keep going up and up and up. So, <laughs> so uh, all right. Um, we look at the, uh, let's see, 2-0, 49ers beat the Eagles 17-11. That was a close game. Bills got back on track 35-0. Patriots beat the crap out of Jets 25-6. Looking at the Rams beat the Colts in a close one 27-24. Uh, you look at the Raiders end up being the Steelers 26-17. That's a surprise. I, I, I thought the Steelers would have had a chance to win that game, but I guess not. What do you think about that whole game in general, Derek Cav, with the uh, Raiders and the Steelers? Um, Steelers is uh, laying the uh, laying the egg there. What do you think about that, sir? Oh, Raiders. Raiders-Steelers game was good. Derek Carr has has surprised the heck out of me this year with how well he's uh how well he's played. It's uh it's been a, a pleasant surprise. Uh and uh Pittsburgh uh, just they didn't know what was going on, I guess. They run that they were surprised as everybody else that their car's playing that well. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I, um I thought for sure. I was like, yeah, Steelers had a good show in the first game and they're even like it came back on track and then it was more of the same. And uh, what we saw last year from the Steelers, so we'll see, you know, what happened. We're, we're not, this is me and Kevin made this known last podcast. We're not trying to really jump the gun because it's just two games in. So, um, the Bengals and the Bears, Bears and the win 20 to 17. And that ended up being, so yeah, as I mentioned about um, these afternoon games here, you know, the Bears and, and the Bengals. So now we just found out that. Justin Fields will be the starter for next week, so that'll go on there. Uh, the Browns and the Texans, uh, 31-21. Saints end up uh, getting... Texans get it. Yep, Texans end up going back to the usual. The Vikings and the Cardinals was in a close game. Um, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, the Buccaneers <laughs> smacked... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bucks smacked the Falcons. Uh, Titans and the Seahawks win the overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derrick Henry. Guys, it went ridiculous. Derrick Henry went ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're, they're, 
And the funny part is Cortez had every one of these guys on his fantasy team. So. <laughs> yeah, somehow I ended up getting 200 points, which is ridiculous. So I was like, wow. And the guy who I played... <laughs> yeah, the guy I play usually, I mean, 150 is a, is a good enough to get you win, get win in the fantasy, but I guess that wasn't enough. So, um, Cowboys and Chargers, that was a close game. Cowboys came out coming up on top. And then the Chiefs and the Ravens, which was a fun game to watch. Uh, yeah. Chiefs, the Chiefs ended up uh, having some big balls going for that play on fourth down and getting the first down when they could have got the, got the field possession on the other side. So, that was that was, that was big, Kev. <laughs> Horrible and just looking at his quarterback and going, Hey, you want to go for it? All right, let's go. Which you already knew Lamar is going to say, Yeah. <laughs> not, but, but not even overthinking the head, like head coaches usually do. He's just like, Okay, let's go. That's up yeah. to you, Brad. You want to go for it? Let's go for it. Like right. he didn't even player the option and he knew his player was going to say, We're going for it anyway. But <laughs> that, that, that was ballsy on all part. Definitely, man. Um, the Packers uh, end up beating the Lions 35 to 17. Um, so the Packers get back on track with a win, and that wraps up NFL Week Two. So, um, but yeah, you know, me and Kevin kind of went to death about, you know, pretty much the games that we kind of watch this weekend and stuff like that. So it's pretty much heavy there. Real right. quick hitters on the other right, ones. Everybody in the distance, we go into depth about people we care about. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So nonetheless there, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up because Kevin is running to some technical difficulties with uh, some signal if over you, there. If you want us to go in depth about your team, well, tough. <laughs> uh, Cold-blooded, man. All right, guys. Well, you, can ask, you can ask, but if I feel like doing it, I will. If I don't, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, make if sure your team like Steelers, or somebody like that. Or the Cowboys. Or got, I can go in depth on the Cowboys a little bit. I'm okay with the Cowboys because uh, I used to be a Cowboy fan like way back when. But <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with doing that. I just like giving Cowboy fans shit now because it's been so long and, and the Jaguars have more playoff wins than they do since the Jaguars and So I'm like, oh, it's just, I can still make fun of but I'm like, I'll go in depth on some teams. There's just some teams that where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about you because I don't like you. <laughs> For sure. All right, guys, make sure y'all stay tuned. Me and Kevin, uh, tomorrow we're going to do our picks, quick picks uh, tomorrow. We won't be too long. We'll pick our uh, NCAA football and NFL teams who we don't think is going to win. Uh, so make sure y'all follow the podcast on Twitter at Boston.Court. You can find me at In the Mind of CP. You can find me at KevinC2415. All right, you can go to our uh, Ball Not Court Facebook page, type in Ball Not Court Podcast in the search bar, get us there. Uh, you can go to anchor, anchor.fm. Uh, Cortez slash ball, or you're on the end of my cp.podomat.com. Uh, we got Instagram, we're going to do some at Ball Not Court Podcast there. Need to upload some more new content there. So Kevin has some li- nice little lines there. I might have to upload some stuff on Instagram with his. Uh, you guys, you guys ever have you, has everybody listening ever noticed that everything is at in the mind of CP or FM at in the mind of CP? My name's never nowhere on there. What the hell's going on? <laughs> you get names in the credits. Come on. It's because Cortez pays for all of it. He can put it all in his name. <laughs> so. But uh, make sure you follow us. We're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, many sites, other sites as well. Okay, I'm right to say. 
after you listen to us before, just listen to us there again. See, I get paid just to come on and talk. I come that was my my job was to talk. My job was to talk, to come up with the idea, and to come up with the name of the show. That was it. Nigga Tash just uploads the show, uploads the content on Instagram, uploads the content on Twitter, do all the editing. You do all, you, you do all that other stuff. I got yeah. to come on and talk and make the name up. There it is. Kim get to have this nice cup of coffee and talk sports, man. Exactly. I get I get to do what I told Cortez I was going to do from the get-go. I didn't own a computer, so I said, if you want to do it, you got the computer, you got to do all this stuff. <laughs> Oh man, hey man, must be nice. Man. I own this thing called a cell phone. I don't need one anymore. There it is, for sure. Well, hey, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna wrap it up. Kevin got getting some trivia here soon, so I want to hold him up. So, um, thank you to the bottom of my Fortnite podcast. It's Cortez Paul and Kevin Carter. Guys, enjoy, Rachel. You can take care. Hey.